Hey guys, welcome to episode four of It's Handle the Podcast. It's your host, Aisha Joseph, and this week we are handling Q&A. Um, so every week my goal is to come up with some topic or subject matter that's like really interesting to me. Um, this week I could not come up with anything, so I decided to just do a Q&A session to answer some questions with hopefully just to provide an opportunity for everyone to get to know me a little bit better. So the first question I got is, what does my daily quarantine routine look like? Um, So I'm still working. Uh, My husband and I are both working from home, and we have our three, almost four-year-old Kinsley. Um, So that's been fun trying to balance all of that. Um, So typically, I start with waking up, and I meditate for about 20 to 25 minutes. And so after meditating, um, I transition into doing something called morning pages. And so right now I'm reading this book and it's almost like a coursework for like anyone who um, would consider themselves to be a creative. It's called The Artist Way. And it's basically just like a 12 week course um, to help you just like revamp your creativity and kind of like dive into yourself and just be like really reflect reflective and introspective. Um, and so part of the course is like waking up first thing in the morning and writing three pages longhand of like anything that comes to mind. Um, it's not structured at all. You can write about whatever you want to write about. It's really just supposed to be like a stream of consciousness. Um, so yeah, you just write whatever comes to mind. And I will say it is challenging to like wake up and make the time to do that every morning um, because obviously like I have to take care of Kinsley. Um, But I really appreciate doing it because it gives me the opportunity to just like start my day with getting out all of my thoughts. Sometimes I will use some of the writing to kind of like draft out my day and kind of think through like how I can be tactical with my day and just um, processing emotions that I probably wouldn't address if I wasn't being forced to like write it down on paper. Um, so yes, um, it is a must for me to do my morning pages every day. Um, whenever I skip them or don't do them, I definitely just feel like something's missing. Um, so yeah, I do that. And then typically by that time, Kinsley is waking up. Oh, also after I do morning pages, I also do my affirmations. Um, I do my affirmations and I also have like a journal, um, I guess you would call it like a goal journal where I've like printed and uh, cut and paste a lot of like pictures for like things that I aspire to have in my future. So I try to have like a visual representation of like all of the like goals and aspirations that I have. And so um, typically the last thing I do before I like really get my day started is to like go through my goal journal and like look at all the images and just um, affirm that those are things that I will have or get to experience one day. Um, so like I was saying, Kinsley is usually up by this time. So, um, you know, we do her routine, brush teeth, um, get changed, eat some breakfast. Um, when the quarantine first started, she had a very structured day and it was like really stressing me out because I wasn't being as productive with work. And so, um, one of my colleagues, um, was amazing and like shared this Glennon Doyle video with all of us. And if you don't know who Glennon Doyle is, um, she is like very famous for writing this book called Untamed. I have not read it, but I'm sure I will one day. Um, 
but um, she's a mother and a writer and she does lots of other things as well. And so in this video, she was saying that a friend of hers like gave her a call and was like really stressed out and was like, I'm losing my shit with my kids. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, and so pretty much the advice that she gave her was it is OK for your kids to have screen time. We are in the middle of a global pandemic. And so now is just not the time to um, be like super strict about that. Like we are kind of in a space where we need to like do things to make our lives um, are sustainable. And it's funny that I'm mentioning this because question number two is very much so related to this. Um, so I won't go into that too much right now because I'll go into it more later. Um, so yes. Um, so, you know, we get Kinsley's day started. Um, I did invest in a calendar similar to ones that I used to have in my classroom when I was an elementary school teacher. And so I try to do like calendar with her every morning. Um, some days she'll start with yoga. Some days she'll start with frozen Two. Um, but essentially, I just try to have a strong finish in the morning, do like a strong, engaging, fun activity with her in the morning. She pretty much watches TV on and off all day. She takes a nap. Um, and then I let her watch more TV after her nap. And then I try to make sure like before she gets like her evening TV time that we do some type of like activity or like engaging, learning something to like keep her mind sharp. But I'm also like not being super strict. Um, with like making sure that she's doing schoolwork because like she is exactly where she needs to be um, developmentally for her age and she's not missing any skills and she has all the tools that she needs to be successful. So I'm not going to stress myself out too much about her learning like she's going to learn. Um, so yeah, she's not in school right now and we're just doing the best that we can do. Um, so that's kind of talking about Kinsley. As far as me, like I work from about nine to five. And so usually I'll try to take a walk around noon um, around the neighborhood or I'll take Kinsley for a bike ride just to like get out, get some fresh air, get some sunshine. Um, when I wrap up my work day around five, I like to try to get a workout in. I'm not going to lie, it doesn't happen every day. Some days I might work out like three or four days a week. The next week might be zero. The week after that might be one or two. But ideally, I would get a workout in um, after my work day. And then Aaron and I would like start making dinner. Um, it's been really great having him at home because he's been helping with dinner so much more. And it's like such a weight off my shoulders. Um, so, yeah, we get dinner, start to wind down, get Kinsley a bath, put her to bed. And then we eat dinner and kind of just like have time with each other um, for the rest of the evening. And so before bed, the last thing that I do is I'll go back through my gold journal and look at those images. Um, if you do any like reading or studying on, um, you know, speaking things into existence or like the power of the mind, like most of those authors of those books will recommend that you spend at least like 30 minutes a day. I'm um, just kind of like visualizing what you want out of life and that it also helps to have like images available while, while doing that. Um, so that's why I kind of like do it twice a day to get as close to that like 30 minutes as possible. Um, and then the last thing I do is that I also like go through my affirmations again um, just to kind of ground myself and like why I'm here and what my purpose is and like what I'm striving for, which ultimately for me, um, what I really want out of life is like joy um, fulfillment and like a sense of like purpose and like inner peace. Um, cause I feel like once you can like master that and like anything else that you want out of life will come to you much easier. 
Um, so that was question number one. I feel like that was like really um, long winded. Um, the second question was, how do I balance screen time with Kinsley? And I kind of alluded to this, um, that I was being like very strict at first. And then I had an awakening with the Glennon Doyle video. And I'm like, you know what, Aisha? Um, as far as like where she should be academically, like when we had her parent teacher conference, which luckily happened before COVID, um, you know, she was like in the master's category for everything that she's been um, like exposed to at school. So like anything that they've presented to her um, at this point, like she has mastered it. And so she has like two parents who are educators. And so you know, we have the majority of the tools and the resources that we need to, like, um, provide her with, like, the best education possible, um, and so I'm very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I am very aware and, like, conscious of, um, you know, how she's being raised, um, particularly with her education, because, like, that is the field that we work in, um, and so, yeah, um, so, yeah, because I know that, like, we're, doing all the things that we need to do with her um academically then I don't stress too much about screen time during this pandemic typically in our normal lives we will do like no tv like Monday through Thursday um so yeah no tv Monday through Thursday like Friday Saturday and Sunday like a few hours per day um she's not really into the iPad too much we have one but she doesn't really ask for it she really just likes to like watch her Disney shows and movies um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like anything too much of anything is a bad thing. And so, and I was actually telling my husband recently that it's not so much about the screen time that bothers me as much as it is like the content. And so, you know, I feel better on days when like she watches TV for five, six hours, knowing that like she was watching things like Doc McStuffins and Miles from Tomorrowland or Sid the Science Kid. Um, we know we don't do kids YouTube. Um, we don't have cable. So like she's not bombarded with like advertisements. Um, so the content that she's taking in is appropriate, like for what a three or four year old should be consuming. And so like that also gives me peace of mind um, because, you know, she's not like taking in content that she should not be exposed to. Um, so that's screen time. So the last question that I'm going to answer for today is really interesting. Um, someone asked, how do I give advice to people that are making decisions that I don't agree with? Um, that's really interesting. So first of all, like I'm not God, so I don't have the right or the ability to judge anyone else. Um, I'm not perfect. I try my best, but you know, we all fall short. So I feel like the less that we can judge each other, the better. Um, so that's first. And I'll say like, a lot of times people don't necessarily like want your advice. They may just like want to be heard or they may want to get like some type of validation. So it's not so much the advice that they're seeking, but rather or not like you approve of like the choice that they're, that they're trying to make. And so if someone's making a choice that I don't necessarily agree with, um, depending on like their relationship and like whether or not it's a choice that will impact me, um, kind of depends on like whether or not I'll be like super transparent with like how I feel about whatever it is that they're choosing to do. Um, if it's, if that choice is not going to like directly impact me, then I'm going to pretty much just like listen and kind of give like very like objective, like non-biased, uh, feedback. If it's something that is going to impact me, then I might, 
be a little more inclined to give like more like detailed and like thorough transparent feedback that that said person may or may not like um but I'll say like in terms of like giving advice um I would recommend kind of filling out whether or not that person is actually going to be receptive to whatever it is that you're going to tell them. So if you know that they're not going to be receptive to like honest and constructive feedback, then I would just kind of recommend listening and really not giving advice, but just encouraging them to like follow their intuition and like do whatever they think is best. Um, Because, you know, you don't know exactly what's going on in their life. You don't know their circumstances. Um, so all you can do is like um, reassure them that, you know, they know their lives and their situation better than anyone else. And so ultimately they should be able to make the best decision um, that's going to like impact their lives in a positive way. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I like answered that super well, but I would say like just lean towards hearing people out, um, pushing them to like use their intuition and their own discernment. Um, one of my beautiful friends, Radiat, um, every time I use that word, I think of her because she has a really inspiring and beautiful story about using your own discernment to help like guide you in life. And speaking of, um, if you have not already read her first book, I highly, highly recommend that you go to Amazon right now and type in the search. I am not my mother. It's her debut novel. Um, it is a beautiful story about really, um, I would say feeling affirmed and like being yourself and not having to like look outside of yourself for other things. Um, so again, this is a shameless plug. I am not my mother on Amazon. Go get it, read it. Um, and you will thank me for it. Um, but yeah, I will say just push people to, um, make their own choices because ultimately everything that you need is already inside of you. You just have to be able to access it. Um, so this is the end of episode four. I really enjoyed this Q and a, um, so yeah, I will look forward to doing it again. So if you guys are interested in like another um, episode similar to this, then let me know. I'll be happy to do another one. Um, also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please do leave a rating or or a review. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, then I would still encourage you to like go to the app if you have it to leave a rating and or a review. Um, because I really want to know like what you guys think, and you know if I have like good ratings and reviews, and I can continue to share this content with you all. Um, So as always, sending love and light your way and I'll see you on the next episode.